Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. Right, Miami indeed, and free agency is off to a rocking start as your Miami Dolphins have been busy bolstering the roster with quality signings, freak athletes, intelligent, instinctive scheme fits, and we've been doing it with clever cap management that keeps this roster in terrific financial shape going forward. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield with you here for a special series of the Drive Time Podcast, part of the official podcast network of your Miami Dolphins. We aren't making these shows with specific dates, but we are rolling out a new episode per player signing, and we'll start with the details of the player's career, taking a look at their counting stats, advanced metrics, film study, character testimonies, and a whole lot more. All of that before we hear from the newest Miami Dolphins in exclusive interviews with the Drive Time podcast. So without any further ado, let's get in to the 2020 free agency series here on the Drive Time podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. And we are going to cover later on a future Drive Time podcast the cumulative approach the Dolphins made this free agency period and what it means going into the draft the financial ramifications, the cap structure, all that stuff we'll get to eventually. But today we are covering a local guy coming back home to play his football in Miami Gardens once more. The Miami Norland High graduate comes back home and will play his professional home games just 1.6 miles away from where he played his high school ball. Elite size when you're talking about Eric Flowers, formerly of Washington, drafted by the New York Giants out of the University of Miami, six foot six. 335 pounds, 34 and a half inch arms, and that frame paired with good athletic ability made Flowers the ninth overall pick back in 2015. He carries that massive frame with relative ease, and that had scouts fawning over the potential of Flowers at the next level. Like he did in college, Flowers played both tackle positions for the Giants before a trade to Jacksonville, and his first rep as a guard came last season in Washington. This from Lance Zerline of NFL.com, quote, big athletic frame carrying more than 320 pounds with ease, ascending mauler in the run game. Bender, who is the low man off the snap and pops his hips into block to leverage defenders at the point, combines hips, arm extension, and upper body power to consistently turn his man when base blocking. Once he gets upper hand in the run game, he usually sustains and finishes, secures combo blocks with a vengeance, has feet to become a solid zone blocker, and a mean and highly competitive player, wants to dominate and get surly when beaten on a snap, special foot quickness and pass protection, able to mirror and counter two-way rushers or B-gap blitzers, uses quick feet to loosen hips and turn and recover when he's beaten. Now, Flower's strength as a run blocker and ability to uproot his man and get them turned is undeniable. He may be drafted as a tackle, but his best position could end up being a guard where I would put a draft grade on him of 6-1-2, and that grade reflects an immediate impact starter on Zerline's grading system. Flowers' brute strength was evident at the 2015 scouting combine when he paced all offensive linemen on the bench press with 37 reps of 225 pounds. He pairs that strength with a desire to punish opposing defenses and a workmanlike attitude. Last year, after Washington's first victory under Bill Callahan, interim head coach there at Washington, Flowers had this to say, quote, we want to bring physicality. That's the mindset, putting your head down and just working. 
And playing a physical brand of football requires a requisite level of toughness, a trait that Flowers embodies. The former Miami Hurricane has missed just four games in five years as a pro, and three of those missed games occurred in 2018, meaning that Flowers has four seasons of 15 or more games played in those individual seasons. He's logged 4,611 snaps through his first five seasons. That's an average of 922.2 plays per season. He turns 26 years old in April, and he found his groove last year in the nation's capital. Per pro football focus, the Washington offense ran the ball inside the tackles 78 times, and they split those evenly between the right and the left side. When running right away from Flowers, Washington averaged 3.87 yards per carry, but running off the left side behind Flowers nets a .68 yard differential at 4.55 yards per carry. Nine of the 78 carries behind left guard went for 10 plus yards. Adrian Peterson averaged 0.7 yards per carry better running off left guard than he did right guard. And Flowers, known for his mauling ability in the run game, his pass protection was even better in 2019. Per PFF, Flowers played 588 snaps in pass pro, and just four of those plays resulted in a hit on the quarterback from the left guard position. Flowers is in rarefied air right there. Just one other guard that had more than 500 pass blocking snaps allowed fewer quarterback hits than Flowers did. That was Dallas's four-time All-Pro, Zach Martin. With a 97.6 pass blocking efficiency rate on PFF and a 92% pass blocking win rate on ESPN's Next Gen Stats, Flowers was one of just 13 guards to play more than 500 pass blocking snaps and allow two or fewer sacks in 2019. The 24 pressures he allowed in 2019 ranked 29th among guards and tied him with Pittsburgh's five-time Pro Bowl selection, David DeCastro. His two sacks allowed equate to a .003% sack rate, and the four total QB hits, it doubles that number, .006% times he allows his quarterback to get hit on those 588 pass blocking reps. He was one of 20 left guards to play more than 900 snaps. Among those, he ranked 10th among his qualifying position mates in pressures allowed, and he never allowed more than three pressures in a game, so not really ever a bad game for Flowers, and he committed only one foul from week 16 to the end of the year. Just a clean season for Flowers, both in the penalties and production standpoint. And this guy entered the league a spry 21 years old and really blossomed last year under Bill Callahan, who had this to say about his left guard in Washington, quote, I love Flowers. I loved him coming out of the draft. I think the world of him. He's physical. He's been really good in pass protection. He's a strong square force in that respect. I just love the kid. I just like the way he works, how he goes about his business. Sometimes it's just a breath of fresh air. I've had a lot of guys in my career in a couple of different places that sometimes the different exposure to new techniques, a different system, it kind of revives them. He'll hit free agency and I think he'll do pretty well, end quote. Some nice praise and foreshadowing there for Flowers' former position coach and interim head coach there at Washington. And according to the draft network, on their big board, none of the top 50 players in this year's draft are guards, and only three guards rank inside the top 100. So for Miami to land a surefire starter at the position while not resetting the market at the top of the market, that has to be considered an organizational win for the Miami Dolphins. His tape sure is a lot of fun to watch. He moves guys off the football with relative ease. And now he joins the Drive Time Podcast. Let's go ahead and roll my interview with Dolphins new guard, Eric Flowers. And joining me now here on the Drive Time Podcast is Dolphins new guard coming over from Washington, former Miami Hurricane Eric Flowers. Eric, how you doing, man? 
I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's really fun to get a chance to talk to all the new signings, all the new free agents. Exciting times here in Miami. I got to ask you, new deal, new team. How's this all kind of hitting you right now? Uh, it's really surreal, man. I really still can't believe it, man. To get a chance to really come back home is like, you know what I mean? Not a lot of people get to experience that. So, man, I'm really excited. Now, you went to the U. Did you grow up a Hurricanes and Dolphins fan as well? Yep, I grew up going to the games, man, both sides, the training camps, Miami games. So, that, I mean, that's yeah, awesome. Here. awesome to hear. I, I was curious to get your to your opinion here on this, and I'm glad to hear that you were a fan growing up. I work for the team Still now, dude. and I also grew up a fan of the team, and I've got my favorite moments in team history. Do you have a moment as a child or maybe like before you actually started playing at the college level that really stands out to you as a Dolphins fan? Uh Nothing, nothing specific, man. I just, I, I wasn't around when it was, I wasn't even born when it won the Super Bowl, man. But, I mean, I don't have nothing specifically, man, outside of, you know, really get a chance to see the players and meet them. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I just, you know, I always, been, just like Miami, I don't really have nothing specific. I mean, well, I don't have nothing really specific with Miami either. It's just, just loving them. It's just really just rooting for them. Yeah, that's 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 no problem. That's totally acceptable. I just I, I was curious from one fan to another, but let's go ahead and talk about the fact that you are here playing with us now. I think the answer to this might be obvious, but maybe outside of the fact that it is your hometown team, why did you decide to go ahead and sign the contract and come down here and be a Miami Dolphin? Because I'm from here, man. That was like the biggest thing on it. You know what I mean? My family's here. I, I grew up here. It's just to be able to play. So like one thing. One thing growing up, like coming out of the draft and all that, one person I really thought was dope was Vernon Carey. You know what I mean? He grew up in Miami, played high school ball here, played in college here. You know what I mean? Won at Miami. Ain't got the chance to play his whole career here. You know what I mean? I, I always wanted to do something like that. You know what I mean? So that's why coming out of the draft and this whole thing, I've always wanted to be home. You know what I'm saying? This is the place I've always wanted to be. Those are some so, great. Like, this is just, yeah. Those are some Hello? great footsteps to follow for yeah. sure, Eric, one of the better Dolphin offensive linemen in our team history. But I want to ask you, have you had a chance to meet Coach Flores yet? And what's your initial impression of him? Uh, I talked to him on the phone, man. He's a, he's a he's really upbeat guy. Like, he's ready to win, man. Like he's about his business. But this whole corona, man, has kind of slowed it down. I haven't mm -hmm. been able to get over there. And it's crazy because I'm right down the street, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw you played at your, your high school ball at Miami Norland, just one and a half miles away there from Hard Rock Stadium. So really cool story to have you come back home, Eric. And last year, you got a chance to get a, a front row seat to see Fitzmagic in action. And I wanted to ask you, how much are you looking forward to blocking for Ryan Fitzpatrick in your uh, upcoming 2020 season? Oh, yeah, I'm really excited. I was up there in New York the same time he was in New York. That's right. So I got, I got to see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a great season in New York. So he's always, he always sparks it up wherever he goes, man. It's be excited, man. He's a great guy to be around. So, man, I can't wait to get over there. And last year was your first year, Eric, as an inside offensive lineman playing guard. What was it about kicking inside that you think really complements your skill set? Oh, uh, man, versatility. I think it makes you more versatile, man. I think that's what the league looks for. Because every year is injuries, every year is something, you know what I mean? So to be able to play more in one position, that has value to yourself and to, the t and to what you bring to the table, you know? And so, 
And so when, um, you, when you do get into the into yeah. the huddle with whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or or any quarterbacks you play with in the past, the play call comes in. What is the call that gets you the most fired up to go out and execute? Oh, uh, every time running the ball, really, you know what I mean. Um, that's really what I really love, man, because you're a big part. You're a huge part of the run game. You know what I mean. You can't really control who he passes to or what the route they run, but. Running the ball, opening holes, man. That's that's probably that's probably. I think that's every offensive lineman's biggest, you know, what I mean, excitement and and game plans is running the ball. Well, we're definitely looking forward to watching you uh, put some dudes into the turf here at Hard Rock Stadium. Is there a better feeling for an offensive lineman than getting a pancake block? No, definitely not, man. Other than a block for a touchdown, that's about it. And Eric, you mentioned meeting with Brian Flores over the phone. Have you had a chance to talk to Chan Gailey or Steve Marshall, your offensive coordinator and offensive line coach? Yeah, I talked to um, I talked to him, man. They all sound I did ready to go, man. So hopefully we can put this all together, man, and get some success. And last year you spent your time with interim head coach and former offensive line coach in Washington under Bill Callahan, and he really lauded your work ethic and your mindset, saying that you just put your head down and work, and you really did a good job of kind of reinventing yourself as a left guard last year. Where does that mindset and you just kind of your general approach of the game, where does that come from for you? Um, really just, man, I think going there was really just a match made in heaven, man. You know, he's a straight shooter, man, best this coach I ever I've ever been around from film room how he does his film studies to his teaching methods man so I really just I really just threw away everything man and just I was able to trust him to do the things that he wanted me to do so I mean it was just man great coach man so Eric I'm I gotta trying to come here and continue those things. Eric, I got to ask you, since you're a Miami native and you know the area so well, I actually am not from South Florida, but I'll be moving there very shortly here. What are some things that a person coming to South Florida has to do? Like, what's the bucket list for South Florida? Uh, bucket list. Uh, you got to go to a hurricane game and Miami, all the sports games. You got to go You go to East Stadium. Um, South Beach, of course, man. But South Beach, uh, South Beach is cool. You know, that's where a lot of tourists go. Uh, but you gotta go to the games, man. Hurricane, Dolphin, Miami Heat games. Um, man, there's so much to do around here, man. So much to do. High school games are really big down here. You gotta go to a Northwestern versus Central game. Um, <laughs> it's just I couldn't even tell you, man. So much to do. Food, <laughs> the food here is tremendous, man. You gotta go. You have to get some Caribbean food, man. My my people came here from Jamaica, so you got Jamaican food. Haitian food, Hispanic food, it's, it's all, you know what I mean, a lot of Caribbean, good Caribbean food, so. Well, I think a lot of the listeners are probably getting hungry right now. We talked to Ted Karras earlier, the new addition coming over to the offensive line as well, to join you on the O-line, and he used to drink a gallon of milk every single day to put on enough weight to get up to playing offensive line, so maybe not so much the milk aspect, but go after that that Spanish food, the the Haitian food, the Cuban food. I did have one of those Cuban sandwiches. That stuff is delicious. So definitely going to have to check yeah, that out. One thing we've talked about with everyone so far in the podcast, Eric, is basketball, playing hoops. Do you have a hoop background? And are you willing to stake the claim that you're the best basketball player on this football team? Oh, I used to play basketball. I used to play basketball, but I mean, ain't too many, ain't too many six, six power fours in the league. Huh? So, <laughs> I mean, so I had to play. <laughs> 
cancel that out and study football. But I play basketball. I don't know if I'm the best, though. Depends on what you're looking for. In terms of, like, your jump shot or just playing rebounds? or What what, what makes you the best in the basketball court? Uh, you know, great passer. I mean, just overall game. I, I, I mean, it depends, man. You got some dudes who, who really have real, like, you know, athleticism in game. It's like I'm a little bit heavier dude, so. I mean, I could. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you, man. I play great team ball. That's why I tell you that. <laughs> that's that's a good answer. That's a good way to to get things done in hoop. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the football field here, or there, and I, I want to just kind of get your general scouting report on yourself. Like, what are the Miami Dolphins getting in Eric Flowers? Oh, uh, dude that's gonna play with energy, man. Dude that wants to win. Um, I think my best years of football are ahead of me, man. So. I mean, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just ready to get in and work, man, and, and just do the things you need to do and do bring my part, do my job, and, 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 and what I have to do to help my team be successful. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And one of those things we talked about with Bill Callahan was some of the leadership you bring to the locker room. Is that something that you think that you bring in spades to the Miami Dolphins locker room? Uh, uh Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely consider myself a great teammate, a dude who support the dudes around him. You know what I mean? So you're definitely going to get a dude who's going to have your back do whatever, you know what I mean? So in that aspect, yeah, man. And on the topic of your of your teammates here in Miami, as far as opening up holes for the running game, you obviously played against Miami last season. Can you give us a scouting report on some of the defensive linemen you went against last year, whether it's Christian Wilkins or Devon Godshaw or anybody else? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Christian Williams, I think he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a good player, man. He's gonna be a really good player. Then they had another. I mean, the defense. I mean, I don't know exactly who's coming back. But I know they have some pretty strong dudes. But then you look at the people they bringing in. I think Xavier Howard was um, he was hurt by the time I got there. But um, I think with all the dudes coming in healthy, man, I think they'll have enough talent on defense to get it done. Yeah, it's been fun to watch what Chris Greer and Brian Flores and the entire staff has done so far over the free agency period. Eric, that's all I got for you, man. Congratulations on the new contract. Congrats on coming home. Uh, best of luck this season. Stay healthy. And I would say welcome to Miami, but you're already there. So enjoy being back in Miami again, man. Cool, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. We'll see you at camp. All right, cool. And there he goes, Eric Flowers, the big bruising guard. Going to help out exponentially both in the ground game and in the passing game. And really kind of maybe harken back to someone like Jamie Nails back in 2002, leading Ricky Williams to a rushing championship and a rushing crown that year. Looking forward to having that guy on the field. It's always fun to watch that physical style of football. And that's certainly what Flowers brings to the field. And how fun is it to have a guy that grew up a lifelong Dolphins fan go to the U, get here to Miami and play for the Dolphins. He just, he was very excited about the fact that he gets to come back to Miami, to his hometown, play for his child. Team, I think it's a dream we've all had, and Eric Flowers now gets to live that dream. So great to hear from him. And we've got plenty more podcasts coming the rest of this weekend and into early next week, talking about these Miami Dolphins new free agent additions. In order to catch all those podcasts, make sure you are subscribed to the Drive Time Podcast here on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Fins at Miami Dolphins. Of course, check out the Fish Tank Podcast with Seth and Juice, the Audible with Kim and John Congemi, and check out John's 
all 22 breakdowns he's posting up there, giving you a good look at what these guys bring to the football field. And of course, all of that consolidated on MiamiDolphins.com. But as for today's show, that is going to be my time. Until next time, fins up. Fins up. Fins up.